Welcome to episode three of Core Combos. In today's episode, Esther and Suze talk about their experience of moving out of home for the first time and the importance of the stages of grief in this transitioning process. Hello, Esther. How are you going today? Hey, Suze. Um, I've been good. It's a bit cold here in Sydney today. Um, but otherwise, it's been well. And um, I just moved back from Melbourne to Sydney before the crazy border closures and lockdowns. So I'm very grateful for that. How are you, Suze? Um, yeah, I've been good as well. Um, I just moved houses last weekend. Um, so this week has just been settling in and getting to know my housemates because I didn't really know one of them before. So last week, we asked everyone about um, farewelling something in your life. Is that something you've thought a lot about? Um, yeah, so last week we talked about farewelling a chapter in our lives and what that transition process has been like. I think I've thought a bit about life transitions and all the different life transitions that we can have. So some of the things that I thought about was finishing high school, finishing up with uni, moving between different jobs and even moving between different houses, which my family has done a lot of. And all of those were different life transitions. But I think the biggest one that both of us have had so far is moving out of home to work or study in a different state. And I think for most young adults, that's quite a big step to to take, almost a rite of passage, I'd say. Yeah, that's something that we've both had to do recently. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk a bit more about today, um, the idea of um, moving on to a new life stage, but in doing that, kind of having to say goodbye to some things of the past. And for both of us, that was I guess, our lives in Melbourne, um, you know, family and friends and also, um, yeah, the, like what we were doing with our lives, so like studying. Um, and I guess for us, um, something that we both realised is that moving away, it's not just about transitioning, but also about having to say goodbye to certain things. And that's why we use the word farewell um, in the question that we asked last week. So for you, Esther, what was that transition like and what was that farewell like? How would you describe it? Yeah, I think when you and I have discussed this period of transition many times, we kind of use the analogy of the five stages of grief, which sounds a little bit crazy because this isn't something that we usually associate it with. But for those out there who aren't familiar with this, the five stages of grief include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, I thought you had a really good explanation of how grief might tie into this particular transition process. Did you want to tell listeners a bit more about it? When we talk about grief in this world, um, a lot of the time we just associate it with something that's a very big loss or like big sadness. So for example, if someone dies and you go through that grieving period, or if something really sad happens, like, you know, you get a divorce or like you lose a job and only with those situations that we allow ourselves to grieve. But I think grieving is a lot more than that. Like it can be for any kind of loss. So um, for example, with this whole COVID situation, I think um, 
everyone's always like, oh yeah, it's just a new stage in life and um, we kind of just have to like deal with it. But I think it's important even with this to kind of go through that grieving process because all of us have lost something, whether it's something really big, like a loved one who yeah lost their life to COVID or something smaller, like, um, you know, um, not being able to go out for your daily coffee. Um, but for all of us, our life has changed. And so like that, important that we kind of acknowledge that and um, allow ourselves to go through the emotions to grieve that and that's the same with moving away from home Um, it might be that you're moving into something really good but at the same time um, that's not to undermine the losses that are happening as well Hmm. yeah that was a really good explanation Suze and I think it's something that we don't talk about enough or really acknowledge and by not acknowledging it, we might not process that important part of moving away from home. So I guess from my experience, I moved to Sydney because I got an offer for a place in a medical course, um, which is a really exciting opportunity and was something that I had obviously wanted for a long time and had worked really hard to be able to get into this course. Even though it was such a good opportunity, there were still some sort of negative emotions that were going on. Um, I think at the start, I went, oh, this is awesome um, that I got into medicine. But is this really happening? Like, do I have to really move out of home? It's kind of in denial about the realities of the transition process that had to happen. Um And I think I was a little bit frustrated that I also had to move so far away because it wasn't my first preference to have to move to Sydney to do my further studies. Um, And I kind of started to think about other opportunities that I could take up that meant I could stay in Melbourne and be with my family and friends. I had other job opportunities. I had other study opportunities. And I think I went through that bargaining phase for a little bit when I started taking some practical steps, such as physically accepting the offer, um, looking for a place to stay, and then actually signing the lease on the place. That's when that process of acceptance started to happen. And it wasn't something that happened straight away. I think it was a process that continued long into my first year of actually moving out, kind of bouncing back between some of the depression of, oh, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, um, you know, I won't ever be able to find good friends like those I had in Melbourne again, um, you know, kind of bouncing between that and those kinds of feelings and going, oh, no, like I actually can do it, I've learnt so much, um, there is a reason that I was supposed to move out and this is an incredible opportunity to, that I get to have. Um, something you said before, Suze, that I thought was interesting was, when you were saying that even though you were moving out for a good experience or a good opportunity, you felt that there were conflicting emotions that you couldn't really communicate. What was that kind of like for you? Yeah, so I guess for me, pretty similar to you, kind of going through the five, like the different stages of grief. And for me, I think it wasn't like a straightforward stage one, two, three, four, and then five, but it was kind of moving back and forth between the different stages as well. Um, and so, um, for example, um, when I first realized that I was moving to the Gold Coast, it took me a while before I started telling people about it. Um, I think 
because for the longest, like six months, um, I was telling people that, oh, I just want to get a job. Um, and so when I finally got it and when I was started telling a few people here and there, everyone's just really excited for me and they're like, congratulations, it's the best thing ever. But for me, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of a bittersweet moment. And I, I kind of wanted people to like grieve with me um, in some sense and be like, oh, no, you have to move away. And it's going to be such a huge trans- transition. And it'll be really scary, uh, which was part of the reason, I think, why it took me a while to tell people. Um, and I think for myself, um, I only really reached the acceptance stage after I moved and um, you know, my mom came with me for the first few days, but after she left and it was my first night alone in the Gold Coast and I was like, wow, this is real. Um, it's actually happened. Um, I should start, you know, making this my new life um, that I reached the stage of acceptance. And even then, like you mentioned, um, there was still a lot of like back and forth, a lot of sometimes sadness, sometimes um, just feeling really lonely. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. How exciting. Um, But yeah, so with my emotions, it was pretty up and down. Um, So what about you? How do you feel like that was something that um, you dealt with pretty well? Or how did you kind of deal with all these different emotions? Mm. Uh, Yeah, I think it was a new experience. and It was a new first time experiencing all of those emotions in regards to um, this stage of my life. And I think at the time I didn't manage it particularly well. I think I'm usually someone who tries to not think about too much how I'm feeling and just focus on the practical sides of things. And so there's a lot of logistics that you've got to figure out when you're moving states. Um, So I really tried to focus on those things. And I think I didn't really process through all the emotions until I'd actually moved out of home. And I was living in a dorm room on campus at the time and had a lot of alone time with just me and my thoughts. Um, And yeah, I think I let it consume me a lot of the times, especially kind of the negative thoughts of, oh, life will never be the same. I'm not strong enough for this. I'll never be able to make close friends again. I think a lot of those things, um, when I didn't process them out loud or didn't let other people come and help me, um, they just became negative thought spirals, which is not something that I'd recommend. Uh, But I think something that was helpful was the body of Christ during these first few months. Um, I wasn't connected yet to a church. I had been loosely visiting a few, but hadn't really committed to anything. But I met a few Christian individuals who reached out and really made me feel loved, um, mostly through hospitality. I think they understood some of the challenges of moving out for the first time. And a lot of them made meals for me. And I think that really helped me feel loved in a practical way. So I think there's such a blessing with being part of the body of Christ and how no matter where we go and how we're feeling or what stage of life we may be transitioning through, that that's always a constant. Yeah, that's so true. I think I definitely experienced the same thing as well. For the both of us, Christianity and church, Christian community was a huge thing for us in Melbourne. And so moving away, um, being able to find 
something similar again um, in our new place kind of just reminds you of your identity and um, like what's important to you. Um, for me, like moving here, um, being able to find a church with like people being super welcoming. And I was also doing this Bible study thing in Melbourne and I found the same group in the Gold Coast and I was able to join that. And I think just being in those spaces at those times, like in that Bible study discussion in my new place, um, like, yes, it was a new place, but we're doing basically the exact same thing. And I think for a moment, it almost you almost forget that you're in a completely new and foreign place and that you don't know anyone because you're doing the same thing. So just reminding yourself of like, yeah, what what you know and like going back to that, I found that really helpful. Um, and I think it's also really, what I found really helpful was being able to talk about um, my emotions with people, which I definitely did not do as much as I should have as that would be healthy I think I struggled a bit with kind of expressing um, my emotions and the struggles that I was going through because um, I think my mind was just very much in survival mode and it was very like well emotions aren't the most important or pressing thing at the moment it's more about like can I survive my job do I have a place to stay can I like do I know what's going on with my car and like just getting all the logistics sorted with it? Um, and so whenever people are asking me like, how are you going? I'll just be answer very factually instead of like talking about how I was feeling. Um, but I think being able to talk about how you're feeling and just finding people who are willing to listen and care for you, that's so important. And I really appreciate that whenever I had that opportunity. Um. And what you were saying about being able to be vulnerable with others, um, that can be quite difficult to do when you move to a new place because you don't really know anyone. Um, and opening up to strangers is really hard and relationships and trust take a long time to build. I think um, through that kind of process, it grew my relationship with God because even though I didn't have a lot of people that I knew at the time, um, my relationship with God was someone, that, something that I could always go back to and I could pray to him, I could read his word, I could tell him anything. Um, and that was something that I learned to do a lot better through those first few months. Um, and I think that was something that God really taught me about what it means to completely rely on him um, and have my source of identity come from him despite everything around me being different and new and in some ways uncertain and almost scary at times. So that was really encouraging for me. Oh, that's so great. And I feel like that is such an important thing that yeah, we often don't prioritize enough. But I feel like even just having this experience to draw you closer to God, that's such a huge win. For me, I think what God was teaching me was um, he was reminding me a lot about what the purpose of life is. I think we just so often get caught up with all the little things and it's very easy to do that, you know, with like work and um, sometimes climbing up the ladder at work, um, having friends and just maintaining all our different relationships around us. But moving to this new place and like having everything stripped off and having to start from scratch again, um, 
God really reminded me of two things in terms of my purpose. So the first one was um, the idea of, you know, um, ministering to people and being a blessing to people. Um, and I was reminded that um, I don't need to be in Melbourne to do that, but I can basically do that wherever I am and that everywhere we go, there's a lot of brokenness and hurt and everyone needs um, to hear of God's good news and hear of how God loves them unconditionally. Um, so that kind of gave me that sense of purpose um, moving into the Gold Coast. And the second thing was um, how we are meant to be, we are made to live for God. Um, so, yeah, it's like um, the idea that God cares more about our holiness than our happiness. And um, we God wants us to, you know, just be more and more sanctified and more and more like him. Um, and having this experience really just pushed me out of my comfort zone and challenged me in so many ways. I think I've like found a lot of things that like, oh, I didn't realize that this is a struggle for me and having to work through all these new problems and like new things that I've realized about my own character and my own um, desires and like, yeah. So it's been a definitely a huge growing experience um, but I'm so thankful for it and even now I'm still it's been a year and there's still so many things that I'm figuring out about myself um, and having to grow and um, wrestle with God with so mm -hmm. yeah yeah it seems like you've really reflected well on um, the, your experiences and been able to articulate um, those kind of important lessons that you've learned um, out of those things, would there be one kind of practical piece of advice that you'd like to share? Um, I think something that I found really helpful um, is the idea of being thankful. Um, you know, when things are not going perfectly or when there's a lot of change, it can be easy to get caught up in all of it. But I think it's important to just stop and like, take a step back and look at what's going on in your life. And um, more often than not, we realize that there's actually so much to be thankful for. Um, I just saw how God was so good at protecting me with every single step of the way. Um, God was just providing and um, blessing me with more than I deserved. And I think that really shifted my perspective and helped me to just feel a lot more calm about the coming days and know that uh, I know that God has my back in all of it. Um, so that was something that was helpful for me. Um, what about you? Was there anything that you found particularly helpful that you would tell other people who might be going through a transition phase as well? I think we talked about it a little bit already. Um, I think my advice would be to keep at least one thing consistent in your life throughout the transition. Um, so for me, a big part of it was faith and connecting with Christian community and going to church. For you, it might be the same thing, but it could be going for runs or going to the gym or doing art or um, reading books every night before going to bed. Like keep just that one thing because there's so many things changing around you that can be easy to lose your grip on who you are and your identity and if you can hold on to at least one thing I think that just might make the transition one little bit easier 
Well, I think that's all we have time for today, Esther. But it's been so good chatting to you. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Suze. I'll catch you in the next call convo. Thanks for tuning in to this week's call convo. We hope it resonated with some of your own transitioning experiences. We'll leave you with another question: What do you look for in a housemate? And if you have previously moved out, what was your experience in finding a place to live, and how did you navigate the challenges of living with others? <laughs>